Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today a show coming to you through the miracle of the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, uh, a person whose house I lurked outside yet last night <laughs> is the Duchess of the Dorks, Ashley Pickle. Howdy. You were here. That's, that act, that's 100% true. I did. Yeah. I, I left, some, I left some high school proofs on your doorstep. And then I uh, texted you and I said, open your front door. And, uh, and there I was. And there I was. I didn't see that you had left them, obviously. Like, I started to, like, walk towards you and you're like, they're back there. And I was like, oh. Right there. They're we can, there. We can distance. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, today is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020, 191 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 961, 961. This is the Mike Sims episode. Uh, of course, is 961st in the list of all-time players in Texas Rangers history, alphabetically. On today's show, guys, uh, we have some news coming down from the UIL. We'll talk about what it means and what it doesn't mean. And we'll, of course, get into more detail on that um coming up here uh when we when tep and step i'm tep when step and i record our new episode of tep and step this afternoon mm-hmm. um for insiders we have more depth on that but we'll talk we'll talk about it we'll also talk about um a big coaching change that happened last night a big coaching hire we'll discuss the ins and outs of that and then uh we will run the two-minute drill with jack alvarez the i guess he was then the copperous Cove coach I was fixing to say the lower third definitely says on the video says Copper's Cove head coach, but as you can see on this lower third, he is actually the Quero head coach. Quero head coach of the Gobblers. That's right. So we will hear from Coach. We'll run the two minute drill with Coach Alvarez coming up here at the back half of the show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Ed uh, Wesley Eldred, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, guys. Hello, everybody. Um, okay, so. Uh, a couple of topics that I want to touch on, but we're going to go into more depth on it on Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast that Step and I are recording today at 3.30, according to my calendar. Um, so the UIL has come out today, and they sent here's, – here's the whole rundown. 
they sent an email to coaches and athletic directors. Uh, and actually, I bet I can find the full email because people. Here we go. Uh, I will read it. It's from Dr. Susan, or signed by Dr. Susan Elsa, although I'm sure it was you know, written by a consortium of UIL folks because mm-hmm. this is an important type thing. Let me pull up this tweet. If it were, oh, it, oh, deleted the, uh, deleted the tweet. Okay, that's, that's helpful. That's, that's not helpful at all, actually. Step. Yeah, I know. Um, Steps got it. I know he did. I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Um, okay, so uh, there, was a, um, there was an email that was sent out by the UIL um, about the um, that we can uh, no step you know, God bless it this is going great um, I have it no I've got it thank you okay are you ready mm-hmm. the email this is from this is two athletic directors and head coaches UIL is aware of Governor Abbott's announcement yesterday we are currently and have been working with the appropriate state officials to allow schools to begin limited summer strength and conditioning on June 8th, 2020. As soon as we have details of that plan, we'll release them to schools to allow time to plan and prepare for bringing students back to campus for these purposes. We hope you have, we hope to have those details to, uh, released to you lit this week. Thank you, Dr. Susan Elza, UIL Director of Athletics. Again, that's probably, it's signed by Dr. Elza, and she, of course, had an important, uh, an important um, you know, role to play in that, but that's probably a, a, that's she speaks on behalf of the entire UIL. I was it's collective. So, yeah, collectively. So, what we're hearing is June eighth. June eighth is going to be the day that they can have uh, summer workouts, summer strength and conditioning workouts. Mm-hmm. Here is what I'm hearing. Okay, and this is not this is something that has been bandied about and kind of been rattling in the undercurrent of high school football nerds for a while. But um, that this is going to be outdoors only is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to have some sort of limits on the number of athletes that can be there. Um, right. I don't know what that number, that limit is going to be, but, and it would be, and, and that there would be, um, you know, a, a limit to the amount of equipment you could use. For example, they're, you know, it's illegal, by the way, right now to, to use helmets and pads right now in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the offseason. As but, it should be. Uh, they are, there are going to be some sort of precautions to allow them, but should allow them to do strength and conditioning uh, workouts. What I imagine this is going to end up being is coaches getting their players out to there to do basically conditioning you know what i mean right. do do you know to get into shape and stuff like that they will probably strength and conditioning would seem to indicate that they will probably not be throwing the football around Mm-mm. um strength and conditioning seems to indicate that they will um that they're they're not going to be you know installing schemes and things like that mm-hmm. there will be limits on on that type of stuff and i would imagine that the uil is going to tell them to keep um you know, keep some distance and stuff like that and to be smart about this. Okay. Let's talk about what that means. Um, what that means is, I think, a meaningful first step towards getting football back in the fall. Um, I think that it's something that um, if this wasn't happening, we would be in some trouble. Uh, I think that this is a the kind of thing that is going to be a baby step or the UIL to open things up. So that that's what it means. Let's talk about what it doesn't mean. Um, I don't think this, um, I do not think that this is going to, um, uh, yeah. 
Uh, so it, it, we're, we're also hearing that they could allow some sports-specific work. So we'll see what that means uh, whenever the, the details come out. Again, there's a lot that's going to be TBA from this UIL announcement. But here's what it doesn't mean. I think this is really important. Um, this doesn't mean that we're guaranteed to have football in the fall. And I'm not here to be Debbie Downer here. Um, I'm not here like because I do think this is good news, ultimately. I think this is a promising step. But this doesn't mean that we're guaranteed to have football in the fall. Uh, this strikes me as a test balloon. And the UIL is going to open things up in a very slight way and see what happens. If everything goes okay and people stay safe and, um, and, and you know, there's, there's nothing really to report on, if these are boring workouts fundamentally, that's good, that's good news. <laughs> that's very that's good, good news. news. That means that, that that would mean good news for the fall. If players and coaches start getting sick in droves, we're going to be in deep doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Because, well, th- like, to me, this is the crucial moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whenever they open it up on June 8th, from June 8th until, let's say, the, the 4th of July, since there's apparently, like, about a three-week lag in data, right? If... If, if a lot of kids or players, or I'm sorry, if a lot of players or coaches start getting sick, that's bad news. And the UIL is not going to, to you know, if, if that, that, would, that would make me a lot less encouraged about the idea of football in the fall. And it's but, the exact same thing that's been happening with the way that the governor is running the state right now of obviously we went through phase one and it was like, okay, on the 18th, we're going to figure out and reevaluate from there. And then he came back yesterday and stuff went fairly positive. It seems as everything else is starting to open back up at least a minimum capacity. So I think that this is the perfect step in the right direction of if it does go well, then it's positive. If it doesn't, you reevaluate and you move on from there. So at least it's a step. Yes, this is a step, and it's an important step, uh, and it is a first step, but it is only a first step. Uh, to me, this is, this, is when we, this is when it gets real. Everything else has been speculation. Uh, people saying, oh, it's not that serious. You know, we can play football in the, in the fall. Of course we can. Or people saying, oh, there's no way we can play football in the fall. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's too serious. It's too dangerous. Well, here we're going to start to figure things out a little bit Mm -hmm. and we're going to start to see it because i will tell you guys if players and coaches start getting sick in droves there's probably not going to be football in the fall i'm Mm -hmm. just i'm telling you that you know realistically so it is now up to i think coaches and players to stay safe and to make sure that like it's in their hands now and i think the other thing that like the future of the sport is now the future at least for 2020 is now in their hands And I think the other thing that people need to realize, too, is just if this does go well, the topic of having fans in the stands is still so far off and so far another topic. Like, we're not going to have that answer until way closer to football starts. But the biggest hope should be hopefully at least the players can go out there. Got to quit asking about the fans because we're not going to know that until a way later date. Yeah, the fans thing is probably not coming down, and they're probably not going to make decisions on that until August. That would mm-hmm. be my guess. Yeah. I would agree. Those are separate. That's a separate issue. I think. Totally different. And so this does this has absolutely nothing to do with fans, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This has 
the idea of can we even have football played played exactly and so that's that's where we're at right now that's the step and i know everybody's impatient i know everybody's tired of being at home i get it i'm impatient too and i'm stuck i'm sick of being stuck at home as well but these are the important steps that have to be taken and i think that this is a uh the kind of gradual step you would expect from the uil um but it's going to be you know it's going to be important that this goes well mm-hmm. if it goes well that bodes pretty well for the fall I agree. If it doesn't go well, then the UIL is going to have some really tough decisions to make mm-hmm. because they're not going to play in simple. I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to speak for the UIL here, but I think I'm, I think this is probably safe to say they're not going to put kids in harm's way. No. And if it becomes apparent that you can't play football without getting, getting this thing, then they're probably not going to do it. Right. And that's you know how I mean? it should be as much as that would stink. Right safety should come yes. first for the athletes so there's that that's big news we'll of course be following the story uh as as closely as we can um uh again it's just it's it, there's still a lot we don't know this is more this is a pretty vague um announcement here by the uil mm-hmm. with basically a date like the date is the big headline here in june june 8th uh, and so yeah so that uh football uh, will be, or at least summer workouts will, and strength and conditioning workouts uh, will be allowed, it sounds like, um, be allowed to, uh, to start on June 8th. So we will bring you more details when we get them. Uh, also last night, this was, that was this morning. Last night, um, I watched a school board meeting on Zoom on purpose. And so did uh, Matt Stepp and so did a number of other people. Uh, because um, there was a pretty big coaching hire last night, and that is uh, John Walsh. Uh, John Walsh, the former Denton Geyer head coach, who, of course, led the Wildcats to the state or state championship game uh, last year, um, is, um, is going to be uh, heading somewhere new. He's heading to San Marcos. Uh, the San Marcos Consolidated ISD, uh, approved him uh, unanimously to be the new uh, head football coach and athletic director. Uh, he replaces Mark Soto. Mark Soto, of course, took over the job at San Antonio Johnson. Um, we've talked, we talked a lot about his departure from Denton Geyer. And I know that there were a lot of people who had their head scratching about what was going on there. Um, the, now there is a landing spot for one of the biggest coaching free agents in the state, uh, in John Walsh, he's heading to San Marcos. Of course, he's uh, his resume is really impressive. Got uh, four title games under his belt, uh, two championships. He's 132 and 55 there at Geyer. Um, we've got some quotes up on TexasFootball.com, and uh, from Coach from Coach Matt Step talked with Coach uh, Walsh uh, a little bit earlier. And uh, this is a, a an interesting fit. San Marcos has not been great lately. San Marcos. Uh, in 2017, they were they were uh, 10 and two, which is really good. But the last two years, they posted back to back one and nine seasons. This is a little bit of a build. Furthermore, he's going into a very difficult district. He's going into the district with Austin Westlake and with Lake Travis, so he will play. Um, uh, he, he will play Westlake again uh, in the uh, in, in in district play. So he will get a, another snootful of, of Westlake, which is a, a, an interesting little side note. But in any case. Uh, this figures to be a really splashy hire down there at San Marcos. And I think a lot of people are going to be interested to see what he's able to do there uh, at San Marcos. 
Um, but John Walsh is the new head coach of the Rattlers down there. Pretty, pretty size, uh, pretty sizable hire there for San Marcos. And it's going to be interesting to, to, to see uh, what the Rattlers are able to do there under coach Walsh. So there is that. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. I'm going to read this. High school and college seniors, share with us how you're celebrating graduation this year. Post a photo or video on your Twitter or Instagram pay- feed on how you're celebrating for a chance to win one of 200 $500 gift cards using the hashtag HEB graduation. That's hashtag HEB graduation and the hashtag sweepstakes. That's hashtag HEB graduation and the hashtag sweepstakes. Plus, by entering, you'll be featured in our graduation ceremony uh, tomorrow, HEB's uh, graduation ceremony. Sweepstakes ends on May 21st at 11.59 p.m. So high school and college seniors, make sure you share how you're celebrating graduation this year by posting a photo on your Twitter and Instagram page using the hashtag HEB graduation and hashtag sweepstakes. You'll be entered to win a $500 gift card from HEB as well as being featured in their graduation celebration tomorrow. So check that out for high school and college seniors. Pretty cool stuff. 17 years ago, uh, (laughs) we caught up with uh, the then head coach of the Copperas Cove Bulldogs, who is now the head coach of the Cuero Gobblers, Coach Jack Alvarez. And you would think, oh, well, this isn't going to be relevant because uh, he's not the... uh, He's not the coach of Copper's Cove. I don't want to hear what he thinks about Copper's Cove. I want to hear what he thinks about a quarrel. Ha ha. We didn't ask him about that. <laughs> we asked him about nonsense. Here's the two minute drill with the new quarrel coach, Jack Alvarez, here on Texas Football. I'm Greg Tupper. This is Jack Alvarez from Copper's Cove, and we're going to run the two minute drill. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. You do? So you like scary movies or? No, actually, I had bad dreams last night, but I have. I, there, there are ghosts of players past. I can promise you that. When you play somebody that's been really good, you look out there, next thing you know, they got one too. But anyway, yes, sir. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. My superpower, I, I'd want to fly. I think that's right. Uh, how would you describe your coaching style? Uh, I'm straightforward, and uh, hopefully we have some fun. I mean, we're going to have some fun. We're going to be straightforward. We're going we're gonna to attack. Do you listen to podcasts? Uh, not unless somebody shows me one. Get it. Would you rather never make a phone call again or never send a text message again? Uh, I'm very, I, I'm, I'm fluent in both. I, I'm, a, I'm a texter and I'm a, I, I'm a phone call guy. Uh, I really, I really have phone calls, text that way I can make it personal. I think that's right. All right. Cats or dogs? Dog. Are you a good? Boxers. <laughs> Two. A male and a female. They love me. Are you, are you, a, good at it, by the way. are you a good singer? I think so. No one else does. That's the only thing that matters. Who's the best player you've ever coached against? That is, uh, I almost say Jalen Rager. That's pretty, mm-hmm. Do you have a coin toss strategy? I'm tails. Just My always. turn, if, I, if I'm the one, if, I, if I'm the visitor, I'm just tails every time. And uh, I'm kind of with Mike Leach. What the heck does it matter? I didn't say my bad words, but what the heck does it matter? Hey, you go get it in the second half if you do it right. What's the best rivalry in college football? I'm from Arkansas, and uh, we would like our, our rivalry to be, uh, we would like it to be like LSU or someone, but it's probably Arkansas Ole Miss. That's, that's, a, that's a great one. Would you rather have free food for the rest of your life or free flights for the rest of your life? Food. Man, that's really surprising. All right, finally, would you rather never punt again or never pass again? 
punt. I hate punting. Punting is against my. That's against everything I believe in my whole life. That's like giving up. I give. I punt it to you. I give you the ball. And if you've watched this play much, you know that's the truth. It's Jack Alvarez. He's a man of his word. Thank you. <laughs> there he is. The Jack wink Alvarez. at the end. <laughs> then the then the Coppers Cove coach. Now the Quero coach. But we did uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of two minute drill with him back. I guess that was in January or February. January. Also, I'm always really impressed when someone chooses free food for life rather than free flights for for life. Well, now it makes a lot of sense because I ain't well, going on a plane anytime soon. You're not wrong, but at that point in time, I remember both of us going really. <laughs> yeah. Now, but he just knew. He knew. Yeah. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, final thoughts. Um, for anyone who wanted to go back and hear more about the UIL breaking news and stuff like that, there is a story up now on texasfootball.com. Step put together a little summary of it. So if you missed mm-hmm. any of that or you want clarification on any of that, Matt Step has got you on texasfootball.com. So other than there that, there's my final okay. thought. Thanks, guys. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. It's way over here. i got to get it. Follow us on Twitter at DZTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.